This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. Rise above and be in control with today's business headlines, driven by Volvo Cars. It's 7.47 a.m. This is the morning run on BFM 89.9. Tan Chung Han and Joyce Go here. Uh, we are just about to dive into the top business stories of the day. But before that, here's a heads up about uh, for the breakfast grill. That's happening after the 8 a.m. news bulletin. Now, this morning, we were supposed to uh, have Dato Sri Saifuddin Nasution, the Minister of Domestic Trade and Consumer Affairs, live in the studios on the breakfast grill today. However, due to unforeseen circumstances, he is unable to make it today. So truly sorry there uh, to all of you who are expecting his appearance on the Breakfast Grill today. So instead, we are going to get started on our on our um, best of the Breakfast Grill programming. So this is where we replay some of the best conversations that we've had on the program all year long. And we'll uh, be doing this uh, through the end of this year. So for every day uh, that we'll have the Breakfast Grill between now and the end of 2018, we'll be replaying you some of these highlights. And of course, Joyce, the story for Malaysia for 2018 is Malaysia Baru, mm-hmm. G14, right? Uh, so today, we're going to replay the very first Breakfast Grill we aired in this Malaysia Baru uh, that aired on May 14th. Uh, this is the conversation between Shurat Guten and Melissa Idris with Karim Razlan. He's the CEO of KRA Group. Yeah, so Shurat and Melissa spoke to Karim about the future of UMNO and more importantly, the need to be critical of the Pakatan Harapan government and hold them accountable to their election promises. Uh, you can listen to it at 8am and also you can listen to the full conversation by downloading the podcast on the B- FM app available on the Apple App Store and Google Play. I know it's funny, right? And again, this grill had aired back in, in May, mm-hmm. May 14th to mm-hmm. be exact. And here we are, December 7th, uh, December 17th, and we're still talking about the future of AMNO, right? <laughs> I mean, just look at the front pages of the local papers today. today it's all about yeah. well, what happens to AMNO world. Mm-hmm. Datos reside still helm AMNO, right? So that conversation, I, I think, uh, will continue for a while still. But uh, again, that's going to be uh, playing on the Breakfast Grill today after 8 a.m. Shirat Kutan and Melissa Idris, uh, the Breakfast Grill that aired on May 14th with Karim Raz. The CEO of KRA Group. All right, now, uh, now let's move on to the top business stories of the day. So there are some headlines on uh, Battersea, the Battersea power station over there in London, England here. So the consortium that's made up of Sime Darby, SP Certia, uh, EPF, uh, th- they have put billions into transforming Battersea into this uh, office, shop, residential uh, hub, right? But it looks like uh, they are running into some headwinds here. Yeah, Han, so FT came out with this article and they say that the price of renovation has already risen from £750 million in 2012 to at least £1.15 billion in 2017. And uh, the Battersea Power Station Development Company is reported to be spending billions more to construct additional buildings around Battersea and, you know, restoring it as has also 
also been difficult largely due to strict heritage rules and complications with Abastos. Han, you were there recently. You were actually on the ground. Yeah, that's right. So this way, I got to thank uh, thank the folks at uh, the Sam Darby property and uh, basically those involved with the Better Sea project for uh, hosting me for that project. Right now, I because we talk about this story quite a fair bit. I mean, heck, you know, we are stakeholders in this as EPF members. So that's our money being put to work there. And then when you see these headlines about how the anticipated returns are expected to be reduced from about 20% down to 8%, right? You know, really makes you uh, question what's going on over there. Yeah. Now, to be fair, you know, when I was there, of course, they gave me the whole um, uh, PR spiel. I saw what was going on over there. It is exciting. The potential is there. Now, if this consortium pulls it off, we would have succeeded where others failed. So before this, there were plans to try to make this into a theme park. Um, you know, right? Long story short, that didn't work out. Now, if this Malaysian consortium can pull this off, this massive monumental project pull this off, you know, it, it's a, a big bragging rights for us, right? And mm. it, it's, I mean, to be fair... Um, there has been some traction already. They talk about 2 million visitors that have visited even before the um, the subway line extension has been completed, even before the mall is up. Uh, do you know they have plans to build a Malaysian square? Really? <laughs> yeah, in, in this. Uh, at the What's entrance. in the square? It's just a square. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, so you've got all this exciting uh, potential and whatnot, but obviously, you know, there are still execution risks as highlighted in this Financial Times story. Yeah, so the Financial Times story also says that, you know, a refinancing arrangement between Battersea's Malaysian owners have been delayed for the third time. Remember, I mean, some background to this was back in January, PNB and EPF had proposed to acquire commercial assets worth £1.6 in the Battersea Phase 2 holding company. And then this proposed deal would transfer earnings ownership of a stake from the developers that Samdabi and SB Satir to PNB and EPF. Also in October, it was reported that the finalisation of the deal was extended to 30, December 31st this year. I think now we're at what, couple of yeah, a couple of weeks away. Yeah. yeah. In fact, when I was there at Battersea, uh, I was told that there was a shareholders meeting going on that Ooh. very same time as well. Did so, you go Kepo? No, la, I mean, I'm trying to be nice la, to the host, <laughs> okay. right? But I was like, oh, that's an interesting. No, I mean, look, I, I think as um, stakeholders, we want to know, right, what's going to be, uh, you know, the, the final outcome from yeah. these negotiations. Mm-hmm. Granted, this is more uh, top line stuff, you know, the, the ownership between uh, PNB and EPF, where well, PNB have more of a stake in this. But then ultimately, Will this project work? So my visit there you know, allows me to give some color and more on-ground um, 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 uh, perspective mm-hmm. to what we're talking about here. So I'll give you an example, right? So after the official visit with uh, the whole PR talk and all that, so I went to Makan at one of these uh, restaurants, one of the first restaurants that opened up over there. And so in Malaysian Square? No, uh, no, no, well, no. Malaysian Square is not up yet. Okay. No, it's just a nearby. Very nice building, very nice uh, uh, dining spot there. So, of course, Kepola uh, asked, well, how's business? Because they've been around for over a year. Uh-huh. And they said, it's slow, right? Uh, even though they've been there for over a year, they're hoping for this Christmas period to be busy to tie them over into next year. Because, like, while you hear these headlines about, yeah, you know, all these residential units are all uh, sold out. But these guys, are, uh, the restaurant operator is saying, well, they're only here two weeks of the year. 
You know, oh, these are foreign okay. buyers who buy the unit, but they're not even there. So then how do you generate the kind of foot traffic or the kind of business opportunities for all the other uh, businesses around the area? Mm-hmm. Now, uh, but to be fair, uh, we've got Apple who said to take up six floors of the Battersea project. You know, there's, again, plenty of potential. And hopefully with the subway line, that will drive more traffic there on top of the two million that have already visited. But between now and then, there's still that execution risk. Right? And uh, once again, we, we just uh, what we're trying to highlight here in this story. Yeah, uh, Hans, speaking about like subway line, I think the, the article also points out that there are yeah. ongoing disputes as well with Transport of London over the cost of the Northern Line underground extension to the site. And uh, contractors on the project had told the Financial Times that the renovation was months behind schedule, mm. potentially pushing the cost higher. Right. Uh, and it's uh, interesting to be reading that. Again, this Financial stories, uh, financial Times story came out yesterday, I believe. Well, my visit was uh, back on December 6th. Mm. So when I was there, work was going on 24 hours. 24 hours? 24 hours. The first thing you see is 17 cranes. There was like a, a crown of cranes surrounding this better project. Isn't there a ruling though with regards to working 24 hours? That's exactly what I asked them as well. But they said you know, their developer is going ahead with this and they just had to comply with making sure the noise level is below 61 decibels at night and okay. they'll be fine. Yeah, I know. So technical, right? Uh. Um, yeah, so, so they are taking into account not just the, um, the, the work issues, they're taking into account environmental issues, uh, they're taking into account uh, the heritage issues as well because they're trying to, trying to preserve this building as best they can. But mm. guess what? That is then adding to the costs Cost. and complexities of this project. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Also, uh, the article, Han, also points out that speculation is rife of investigations by the Malaysian government as part of a long-running domestic investigation into deals backed by PNB and EPF. Mm. So that could... I don't know, but sources close to the owners, though, have said that neither Battersea nor its investors had been probed. All right, so that's all contained in that Financial Times story on the Battersea uh, power station project. A massive, monumental project there. And I guess hopefully for us as stakeholders in this project, hopefully, you know, we can get the best returns mm. out of this. Here's an interesting tidbit, though. Uh, so, you know, the chimneys are the uh, the focal point of this project, right? Okay. They had to re um, rebuild essentially, one of these chimneys. And the idea is to make it like a ride so people ride? can go into the chimney. You know how Santa Claus comes from can the top? Can we fit though? <laughs> Wait, what are you trying to say about fat people? Hey? Can Look, we fit? If, like, if Santa it's... Claus can do it, I can do it, okay? So, so it's a ride, okay. Yeah, it's going to be a ride and you kind of go up to the chimney and you can, you can get an aerial view of the area. Kind of mm. cool. But anyways, execution risks remain. We'll mm-hmm. see how that pans out. Uh, speaking about other Malaysian investments uh, overseas that may be hitting a snag here, let's move over from the UK to India. So the Supreme Court of India has halted the sale of shares for IHH Healthcare's uh, acquisition for that over 30% stake in Fortis Healthcare. Yeah, so this stems from allegations against two of Fortis's former shareholders by Japanese pharma company Daichi Senko. And um, I guess the question now is, what's going to happen with IHH? I mean, this acquisition, right? But remember, Mitsui became a... Uh, they bought a stake into, they've increased their stake into IHH and they're now the largest shareholder in IHH. Whether or not this acquisition into Fortis, will it be a priority? Um, we'll also be speaking, so Kamaru Asa, who wrote this story in the Edge Weekly this mm-hmm. week, will be here live uh, for the Pressing Matters show at 9.30. Yeah, so Pressing Matters is happening after the 9.30am news bulletin with you there, Joyce, mm-hmm. live in the studio. And we have some breaking news here. SP Setia says that they have inked a pact with PNB 
an EPF for Phase 2 of the Battersea Project. Mm. Now, Phase 2 is that iconic building, the one that's going to house the shopping mall and also the Apple offices. Um, you know, so this has been a long-standing story here. That timeline for this pact had been delayed multiple times. Here we've got breaking news. SP Setia has inked that pact with PNB and EPF. Just as we were talking about this, that's right. Han, yeah. Well, their, their stocks have been halted with effect from 9am today. I think it's going to resume again, uh, resume trading from 10am. And uh, don't forget, we've got the Breakfast Grill replay, not live this morning, but a replay after the 8am news bulletin. So stay tuned for that right here on BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Keeping you on track for peak business performance with the new Volvo XC40, the expression of innovation. Volvo, made by Sweden. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.